was funner than what happened at, uh, you know, the show, so. Okay, so what are you talking about, Mike? Just out of curiosity. What they're doing with the world title. Oh, I was outside smoking a joint when that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoil it. Like, what, what happened? I kind of saw it, like, on Insta, uh, Twitter. <clears throat> Do I, they're trying to put Daniel Bryan. Well, okay. What they're doing with CM Punk, too, is, is weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I found that to be a little weird, too. Although it was pretty cool. It was pretty gangster when he told Taz that at the very end. Uh, beat yeah. me if you can't. If I let you. I was like, ah, yeah. you did it. You did it. <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't know. I feel like Punk's above <laughs> Team Taz. That's, I agree. That's the next feud. I don't know. I don't think Taz can. Can Taz wrestle anymore? <coughs> oh, it's not him. Team Punk's going to wrestle Team Taz. Oh, okay. Taz is just uh, talking on the mic. Oh, wow. But I don't think they want to put Punk right straight into a big program because, you know, he needs to ease his way in. That's fair. I mean, he's well, been gone. He's been gone for a long time. We don't Daniel know what he's been doing. <laughs> well, I mean, but he's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was obvious. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I thought it was obvious that the fact that uh, Brian came out at the very end of the uh, the pay-per-view, you know, after the... Uh, after with. Uh, you know, after the championship match, that, that it was obvious that that's what he was going to be gunning for. Uh, question: Are we recording? Yep. Okay, cool. So okay. we got we got a cold what's open, baby. We're coming actually hot. We're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> one of the criticisms people are, have is say like, dude, are we going to get like? Remember back in WWE when everything was a faction? It was basically the gang war days. You had the yeah, Boricuas, much, the Nation man. of Domination, and all that. Like, is is that where we're fucking, gonna? Is that where we're gonna get those you? Those Boricuas, uh, DOA, fucking uh, the Job Squad. Yeah. You know how many matches were that era? It, it, it was basically it, it was gang fights. That's what it was. Every week yeah. we were working to see who was going to get in the gang fight. Is what we were doing. Is uh, you know that's that's what people are saying. Like, are we going to go to the, every everybody's in like a ten person faction? Like, okay, <laughs> oh maybe. Well, that's how New Japan is. Everybody in New Japan belongs to some faction for the yeah, most but, part. Yeah, but their factions you know? are, are loose. It's not like you belong to sure. a faction, but their factions are not. It wasn't the gang warfare we saw um, in the Monday Night Wars. Um, Bullet Club was. Yeah, well, sure. yeah, they but... still are. But, um, like, My favorite uh, is in Stardom where you have to belong to a faction. Everybody in Stardom is, a, is in a faction. Honestly, wow. that's pretty much go. New Japan. It's a Japanese idea, then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Japanese thing. Well, that's where the AWO well, came from. Right Say that again, Mike. Mostly everybody in Japan is in a, in a faction, uh, even in New Japan, too. But, I, but uh, again, they're loose because a, a faction like Chaos, I don't even know who was in Chaos when I was watching New Japan. Now, the only reason I don't watch New Japan is because it's not on off. Axis. They've yeah. fallen off big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Suzuki Gun was like that, too, for a while. Bullet Club and uh, Will Ospreay has his own faction and... Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, Dan. Dan. They used to do yeah, that too. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the same thing in Mexico, man. You got Perros, Los Perros del Mal, Los Viper Revolution, the original Los Hell Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, the original. Yeah, there you go, man. You know, when you, same shit it, in Mexico. You, when you think about it, having factions, though, it's not really a bad idea because then let, uh, certain wrestlers are a lot less likely to get lost in the mix. When you have a wrestler that's part of a faction, 
you know that if you're doing rotations of wrestlers fighting in that faction, which it seems like, you know, I mean, when you have places like, you know, when you have Dark and you have Rampage, you could get rotations of people who wouldn't normally, if they weren't in a faction, they'd be lost in the bottom, uh, you know, the bottom um, cards. So they're never going to be wrestling. Yeah. You know, they're the, Monday, they're the Sunday night heat crowd, you know. But now if you have them in a faction, there's more likely that they might actually, you know, end up in a, in a squash match on Dynamite. But at least they're in a match on Dynamite. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally true. I want to say kind of, it's kind of like the certain, the, the same thing with the uh, NWO, WCW Saturday Night Live. You know, you'll see like maybe I don't like uh, Scott Norton or uh, Vincent. Hard body yeah. Harrison, baby. Hard body Harrison. It's all about hard body Harrison. Yeah. Who's to say that if the Rock wouldn't have become the Rock if he hadn't been in Nation of Domination? Oh, he needed that. That's true. He needed that to yeah. like to to grow because you, you, normally. You're put when you're in a faction. You're put with guys that that can get over, and you're always with a mouthpiece. Somebody's no. always the mouthpiece of the faction. Somebody's always the mouthpiece. So you you learn you know you learn from those guys. You learn. And we came in hot, baby. We came in hot. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw. Spicy. Yeah, I don't even know what episode. I don't even keep track anymore. Um, <laughs> I like how how Mike said and Anthony, you didn't catch this, but like Mike said, this might have been the best pay per view. In, in American pro wrestling we've seen in the last 20 years. And, and he might have something there. He literally might have something there. This we, uh, we've, yeah. we've seen great matches in, in WrestleManias. And we've seen, you know, the two-night WrestleMania, when we covered the two-night WrestleMania, we're like, damn, you know, night one was better than night two and stuff like that. But, like, this was like, oh, my God, up and down, just like so much. And then the end was just like, we, we already knew we were getting something that was going to be special with the return of Punk. But, like, at the end, too, just like... We, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see the, the two debuts of those guys. I thought they would pace it out a little bit, you know. Like it, it's inevitable, but no, man, they went for broke, and they freaking all week we've been yeah. seeing memes <laughs> about WWE and you know talent meeting called and creative meeting and all this and that. And I didn't watch Raw, but like pe- people, there were even memes about Raw when people were saying like, "This is what you combat, probably the best pay per view." At least in 2021, uh, and the you Jeff Hardy it, thing, right? Yeah, that you get Jeff Hardy a 24/7 title, oh, you know, um, t- not a title run, but like chasing the 24/7 title. That's where you're at. Jeez. And now, and now, and now, then you also heard the rumors of freaking Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen. Uh, yeah, you know his contract expired in January. I could see that going either way. I could see it going. Yeah. Uh, he'll jump, or I could see it going like he's very comfortable, you know, there. But then too, like those guys are his friends. Like the yeah. Bucks, the Bucks are his friends. He has a lot of friends over there, so it wouldn't be near it. And we already know. And I, I actually had a conversation. Just it was on Instagram, but somebody had posted something and on a on their page that I follow, and uh, they were like, "No, you know what? You, I don't feel bad that all these guys went to AEW because they were just not guys that WWE was going to invest any time and money in." And it's true. Oh, None yeah. of those guys were any people that they were going to invest any time <laughs> and, and money in. And I think Kevin Owens is, is probably one of those two. Yeah. They're, they're not putting it. They, Dan, Dan, go ahead. Yeah. Ruby, Dan, Dan, Ruby Dan, has already gotten more heat in one night than she ever did at WWE. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, yeah. Dan. Dan, uh, also, uh, the, uh, not to interrupt or anything, but uh, but also another thing with the contract negotiations with Adam Cole, uh, I think one of the one, one of the reasons was Twitch. Mm-hmm. But also Bruce Pritchard had a meeting with him. He wanted to go up to the main. He wanted Cole to be up in the main roster, but as a manager, as a heel manager. Yeah, I heard that. 
Which is that. like Are you fucking kidding me? That's yeah, what they wanted. That, that's that's what Bruce Pritchard wanted. As a manager, as talented as that guy is, bro, Mike, how tall are you? Six two. Six two. Okay, so Mike's a tall guy. Dan, how tall are you? Five seven. Okay, Vic, like five ten, five five okay. ten and a half. Like An- five, Anthony, how tall are you? Five eight, five okay. nine. Yeah, me too. I'm like five eight, almost five nine. Mike, you'd be the only one that got a push because you were six two. Adam Cole was never cool. going to get a push because Here's he's not he's not the big dude. Um, I went to PWG, I forget how many years ago, and he was there. And and I had kind of just stepped back into pro wrestling at this point. Looking at all these guys going, Jesus Christ, these guys are are, are small compared mm-hmm. to, you know, back in the days. These guys are 6'8", six, 6'10". Six, the only guy that was really big there, this is before Drew McIntyre came back. It was him and uh, Roderick Strong in the main event. But, um, oh, and Chris Hero. Chris Hero was a big guy as well. Oh, he is a big dude, yeah. Right. He's about 6'5 or so. Adam Cole's not a big guy. Um, but you can't deny the talent, man. And I no. think somebody like a Marco Stunt is where I kind of lose, uh, believability. Like, right. Like, I, that guy, I mean, what is he, 4'10? <laughs> I think he's like 5'2, dude. I think it's like 5'2. He's like, he's like, though, he's like. You're not expected to yeah. believe that that guy's supposed to be a wrestler. He's he's the same position as what was that guy who was with Blue or Blue or Blue World Order? There was a little guy that was with them, and then there was a little guy that was with the FBI who never really wrestled, and you knew what he was just there to be a to get beat up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Marcus Stunt was landing in tonight on Dynamite, and that's when I was like, "Come on, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, this pay-per-view was, was fantastic. Um, I think the match that we're all here to talk about that the internet has been set ablaze is clearly Paul White versus QT Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was really like the low of the entire my opinion. Everything else was fucking fantastic pretty much from start to finish. I mean, a couple of low spots here and there, but for the most part, I mean they knocked it out of the park, and I think this is the first time that I actually felt like the tide had changed. Like, WWE, like, I know people have been saying this for a long time, but they, even Mick Foley was on Facebook going, uh, we have a problem here at WWE, like, and it's not just that, like, is Dynamite going to overtake Raw and SmackDown right now? No. But no. mm-hmm. the momentum is building more and more every week and Mick Foley made a great point that none of these wrestlers want to wrestle for WWE anymore because they treat their employees like shit. And when you go to a place like AEW where you have freedom, you're not on the road as much. And, uh, there's just a, an overall better working atmosphere there. Why would anybody else want to go to WWE when they can be on national TV twice a week in AEW and, and be really just as big of a star. Yeah, and then and then at the same time, also if if you're not on, if you're not on Rampage, if you're not booked on Rampage or Dynamite, there's uh, AEW Dark in on YouTube on YouTube. Is it there? So Evolution I'm like, too? Right. Evolution. Yeah, Day I'm like, Tuesday, something like that. Ah, yeah, and, and also and also at the same time, you know, even CM Punk, I agree with CM Punk. I'm like, house shows are going to be a thing of the, the past. And that's true. I'm like, why yeah. would everybody want to be on the road? You know, almost six, you know, five, six days out of the week. You know, yeah. like somebody's, you know, 
that's a very hectic WWE schedule right there, man. You know, I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be that long before you see that second hour probably is gonna be uh, tacked on the rampage because they're gonna have so much. Uh, I mean, they have to watch wow. that they don't fall into the same trap as WWE with having too much talent and not, you know, and uh, nowhere to showcase it. But once again, brings you back to the if you put everybody into a stable, then you could at least try and. Uh, make an effort at it. One of the things that I've noticed is, you know, the uh, Dark Order is really good at, uh, you know, almost every, you've seen almost everybody on the Dark Order. I think everybody on the Dark Order has wrestled on, you know, Dynamite. And, uh, you yeah. know, you they've lost, probably almost all of them have lost, but at least they're getting on there. You know, and that's, that is the nice thing about the stables. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, if you have a lot of people, they're going to have to probably add that second hour to Rampage at some point. But at the same time, they have, they could do it they could do it. Uh, they're probably going to have to add another belt at some point. Yeah, maybe another mid-card belt at the most. Yeah, definitely another mid-card belt. Or a trios title. I think that's coming, actually. I, I, th- I thought I heard the trios title is coming. That they, they do kind of do that. Or the or the yeah. women's tag titles. Yeah. I, I don't think they're there with that yet, though, man. It's getting there, though. I mean, definitely yeah, it, it is. was a step up. Getting Jamie Hader back, another huge step up. Um, you can fucking Charlotte jump ship, which who knows that you know that that could be a, another huge acquisition for them. Um, I think you're going to see more people jumping ship from WWE as, as we go on because the company's just toxic. She won't jump ship, What's... dude. Charlotte won't jump ship. She she's too. Uh, it, it, no, she's the she's the homemade star there. She's the homemade star. She's what, like twelve times? Right? Yeah, tw- yeah, but yeah, and she trained in NXT. She's their star, twelve-time champion. Like, bro, she's not leaving. The money is there. She's uh, anytime she comes back, no. she's forced into the main event. Bro, she's not leaving. There's no way. Why, why would you leave that? I, I could see how her, her, her fiance. Damn cockers all, my friend. You know what I mean? Damn cockers all. That's all I could say. They said the same thing about Hogan. Yeah, but it's yeah. not time. It's not time. And it's not to do with Andrade because she gets time off to go to his his stuff. So she was backstage at All Out. She was backstage when uh, when Andrade wrestled Omega at uh, Triple, uh, Mania. Triple Mania. Yeah, so she was Triple there. Mania. Like As long as she's doing that, she's not going to – not anytime soon. Eventually, I don't know, maybe. But right now, not, it's not anyone in the cards right now. No way. Yeah, I, well, not now. No, no n- never say never, but yeah, of course. But no, no not right now. It's too much money for, that she's making, and she's she showcased too much on TV for for her for her to do that. When Andrade was there, dude, I just, it was fair point. It, I don't remember anything he did, honestly. Uh, another another thing that might swing is uh, that you're not going to see WWE getting the prime uh, Japanese uh, imports, especially the women anymore, like they were. That that's definitely gonna swing probably AEW's way. I mean, you look at all the you saw in the in the in the, the battle royal that all of the women that they had there at the very beginning all back. Emi Sakura, Riho, all them. It was good to see all them back. Yeah. Um. That okay, dude. What I don't understand why we invest time in Jade Cardgill. I don't understand it. Why is there time invested in Jade Cardgill? Only five months of experience. Only five months of wrestling experience, though. Say, say it again. I, I didn't hear you, Mike. I, no, I heard Mick. I didn't hear Mike. What did you say? Okay, go ahead. Oh, I think she's a big jacked up bitch that they can showcase on TV. That's what they want, man. 
somebody that looks like that like brings eyeballs to the screen no matter what. You know what I mean? But she's green. That's that's part of the problem. She's very green. Oh yeah. But like, but you, get, you can't just look have at one. Her, I mean, she turns heads. And it, and it pays to have another uh, female that could do a, that could do squash matches. Sure. That's true. Absolutely. I guess. You know, rather yeah. rather than uh, just one person shouldering all of that all the time. You know, it's like yeah. it's like it's like having Big Show without having, you know, Taker or Kane, you know, or any other big dude at the same time. It was like like it would be like right. if Big Show was the only big dude on the roster and he had to do all those squash matches. They would be like, you know, you're gonna get worn out, and Nyla Rose is gonna get worn out if she has to do all those. I mean, look at how many squash matches she was doing week on end at the during the pandemic. Just yeah, carrying yeah. the pan, carrying the women's division, killing everybody, but you know, getting shit done. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But you mentioned some names that came back, like Jamie Hader, and then even um, um, Statlander, Chris Statlander. Uh, she's a big lady, like she's tall. Like, so she's another one that yeah. can pull that off. And she's, like, freaking super strong. You follow her Instagram, dude. You can see her, yeah. like, she'll do, like, handstands and walk around in a handstand. Like, it's, she's ridiculously strong. So that's going to be interesting to, uh, interesting to see. I'm a fan of her. I think she can. She did She did well. But it's all about Britt Baker right now. She's on fire. Yeah. yeah. Britt Baker, that's baby. Like she's the best Britt Baker match. That's the lights out match that I've seen Really good, uh, her and, and Lander. The couple spots they kind of got their wires crossed, but the finish was fantastic. Um, I, I thought that was a fantastic match. The Pittsburgh Sunrise. The foreshadowing. The Pittsburgh Sunrise. The foreshadowing. You mean? As soon as you saw that, you're yeah. like, oh, dude, he might actually show up tonight. Yeah. Well, he was there because he yeah. tweet, he tweeted out something like, oh, something that he get to Chicago. So. We knew he was there, but we thought, oh, just that he, you know, Britt Baker, he's backstage, you know, because he's not under contract anymore. He can, he can do what he wants. So thought that's what it, that's what it was. But it, it was Dude, a damn good match. Like, legit, two legit surprises because everybody expected Brian Danielson, everybody expected Ruby Soho. Was Manolo Suzuki, which, which shocked the shit out of me, like that came out of nowhere, and um, Cole showing up uh, at this event because. <clears throat> You know, you, you just didn't expect four debuts to sh- to happen in one event like this. But that that's just part of what made this so memorable. And besides the four debuts, we got the the return of Punk, which we were all like, well, let's go ahead and I know we're all over the place, but like, what did you expect to see? Yeah, out of I was that? talking about the debut. Yeah, what did you expect to you see? Talking out of about Punk? Punk? Yeah. So he'd um, been, he'd been doing heels, he, so he was in the ring, so he wasn't completely out of ring shape. So, because uh, right. he'd been he'd been training for that uh, uh, Stephen Amell uh, Showtime series, which I haven't seen because I don't have Showtime. Has, has anybody seen that? Heels, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he plays the he plays the character called Ricky Rabies. Is it good? The show, the show though, Heels. is the show good though? It's pretty good, man. It's 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 pretty good to be honest. I, I, it's it's only been four episodes. I'm four episodes in. I think they only well actually they've only shown four episodes. I'm waiting for the next episode. Coming in uh, uh, Sunday. It's on Sunday. Coming out on Sunday, the new episode. It's pretty good. That's it's cool. on Stars, actually. Oh, it's on Stars. I don't think uh, Stars. Yeah, I get Showtime. I don't get Stars. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's been training for uh, that, so he's he's in he was in shape. 
Well, the, the big thing that was, and I'm not joking when I say this, setting the internet ablaze was that he came out in the long boys instead of his trunks. Yeah. What do we think of this fashion design? I and could care less, bro. Should I say? <laughs> I could care <laughs> less. I was hurt by that. You know what? I was actually, I was actually, I was actually hoping he would cover it in his shorts, dude. Like the way I used to have him in Ring of Honor. You know? Why are you looking at those pants? <laughs> yeah, I was looking for her. You know, I was looking. You know, still wearing those freaking little bitty trucks he wore in WWE. He's looking to see how tight they were. <laughs> That's cool. what he's looking yeah. at. Well, I mean, yeah. just like anybody else, uh, just like Jericho, Jericho switches between. I think depend on how he think he looks in them. Yeah. Maybe you know? it was you know <laughs> since he gave that line about oh I stopped professional wrestling in 2005 or whatever what date he gave and then 2021 I'm back. Maybe it maybe it was because every time Jericho does that, he changes something about him. He doesn't come back as the same character. It's always something different. Is that him shedding? I I shed my image of, of WWE by you know wearing different gear. That's I possible. Not, yeah, I mean it's possible because I never thought I would have I would believe that I would see Jericho wearing trunks. But then you know when he came back with the uh, the old uh, Codebreaker thing and he was wearing trunks and I was like, whoa, that's. Well, I meant punk, but okay. Yeah. No, 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 I know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Like just comparing that. Yeah. But yeah, no, Punk. Yeah, I mean, you've never seen him really uh, reinvent himself. I mean, I guess he reinvented himself from his original ECW character to, um, you know, to become Punk, CM Punk. But I mean, other than that, he hasn't really had, you know, he hasn't had that Undertaker or Jericho or or anybody else who's gone away for time and then come back. Where he could revit, you know, he just has to be punk. Yeah. The match itself. Great. Darby, the right fit. Second best match tonight. Vic was impressed by this match. He got a nine. You know what I was. You know what I was actually because, like I said, it was very. It was a very technically sound match. It was the type of match I would expect from CM Punk. Very, you know, slow him down. You know, and we know this. Guy, we know this kid is quick. We know Darby's quick. Slow him down. You know, some easy. You know, some grounds rule. You know, technical match skill wrestling. You know what I mean? And and, and also, if you saw the video earlier that I posted. Uh, yeah. I think on uh, a group chat. I'm like, they stole that from freaking Bret Hart at uh, uh, of the one two three kids uh a SummerSlam match. Yeah. Back in '94, yeah. I think. Yeah, there were the so same, it was the, the same, same spots. spots it was the same spots. Yeah. A bunch of the same spots from that match. Yeah, I thought. Well, I, the first one I saw was the um, the takeover where he sits up and then kind of looks at the camera like, hmm, not bad. You know, I saw that first, yeah. and then you posted that. You sent us that video, and I was like, oh dang! I realized it was so many. But yeah, no, I was totally. And it makes sense because like Bret Hart. I mean, um, CM Punk has been all about Bret Hart. That shirt that he had on oh, yeah. uh, on uh, Rampage, that was a Bret Hart shirt. That's actually I was trying to buy that shirt and I totally realized that it was from that uh Roots of Fighting uh page. That shit's expensive, man. It's like forty eight dollars forty eight dollars for that damn shirt, dude. Nah, I'm good, yeah. bro. I'm good. Yeah, they're yeah, so expensive. I've I've looked. Then but then yeah, he posted Roots. he he posted a pic too of him and AJ and uh Brett and, uh, and his wife too. Like, so, you know, they, uh-huh. they have a relationship. So it definitely was like, this is what he was doing. I can't, yeah, I can't tell you that this match made Darby, but it showed Dar- that Darby can go, that Darby can wrestle. Cause he's known as like, you know, 
oh, he's the risk taker and like he's unorthodox. And, yeah, yeah, and he is. But in this he showed I I can wrestle. Like I, that's what I noticed. Rick's Vic's that, right. It was a technical that match. That fucking but. shot he took on the ring post. Yeah, but that was him acting like oh, yeah. you know that was him acting nuts too. But it, that shit looked like it hurt. It looked like it hurt big time. I mean, I was like, ow. When I saw the replay, when it, at, in real speed, it didn't look like nothing. But then when you, they showed the replay, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I know. I know. It's when he threw him into the turnbuckle and he kind of dove through it, right? Yeah, he did like, yeah, but he yeah. turned sideways and like, like rolled off of it, bounced, rolled off of it. You know, it was a good spot. Um, the first time Punk hit the, the go to sleep, first time he hit the GTS and yeah. like the momentum tossed Darby out of the ring. Perfect, dude. That was a fantastic spot. They're like, oh, he hit him with it, but he landed outside the ring. So. From, uh, same spot from Cena and Punk and uh, Money in the Bank. Oh, was 2011. it? 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did the same <laughs> shit, but Darby did it way better. Um, another great spot was a missed coffin drop. He goes off the top and Punk just sits up like the Undertaker. <laughs> and Darby slams right on his back. The match was fantastic. I mean, it's, it felt like a fight. It felt like someone was actually trying to win the match. Um, it, I don't want to shit on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and all these guys when I say this, but um, something that AEW has gained from these guys that have been in WWE is the poise and acting like a superstar and feeling like a superstar on a whole other level that they didn't have before. And you see that from Punk. You see it from uh, Danielson. Um, you even see it from, from Miro to a lesser extent. But um, you, you definitely saw it here in this match, though, with Punk. The guy just, he's got the crowd in the palm of his hand well, at all times. You know what? And I think that's because what they teach you in the WWE system is, is how to do that. It's how to do it for TV. And those other guys, yeah. like Jericho has said this a bunch, and you hear it a bunch. Those guys, they don't know how to work TV because they've never worked TV. It, it's different. Right. You, you play up to different stuff, and you, you you work the audience a different way <clears throat> when you're on TV, and those guys have never had to do that. That's why all their stuff, when you go, like when we go see bar wrestling and all that kind of stuff, uh, the defunct bar wrestling, it's spots because that's what gets over with the crowd. But those guys know it's the psychology piece of it. Which you know yeah. you, you have to do in front of the in well, front of the camera. That that and you've had over a year and a half of uh, pandemic wrestling, which took the crowds out of. So. You know, I mean that has to be crippling to any wrestler's uh, mic game uh, to not have that re- that reaction. I mean that pay per view would not you wouldn't you wouldn't be saying that that pay per view was as good if there hadn't been a crowd there, and you wouldn't have been getting Agreed. those Ruby Soho chants the CM Punk, Darby Allen, uh, competing chance, the, uh, you know, all that stuff is just that contributed to it. And obviously that's contributed to some of the, the wrestlers not being as good on the mic because they haven't had a year. They've lost that year and a half of, uh, practice of knowing who they're yeah. talking to. So, I mean, they'll get better. They'll get better. They just need to be given the chance. Unlike, you know, yeah. uh, some people in, WWE, who, you know, weren't that good for a minute, and then, you know, they don't give it that chance, Cesaro. <laughs> Working with guys like this, too, will elevate them all, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, right, I'll though, forever, after forever be bitter about Cesaro, man. 
The crowd was dead, man. It took a while for them. And even, and yeah, QT Marshall and, and Big Show was next, and no one gave a shit about that. But even in the main event with Kenny Omega and, and Christian, and they had a good match. The crowd, though, was, they were tired. But um, the surprises at the end got them back into it for sure. How? I thought that was. Uh, I mean, say what you want about Big, about, you know, about Paul White. He's going to get his pop because he's Paul White. Yeah. That was the match that was poised to get cut. That's why it was between the two main events. Because it was like, yeah. if, if we're running over and we got to cut a match, we can either make this one super short or just not have it at all. And, and no one's the, that been, no you, one's the worst you know for what? wear because no, no one cared. You know what? That, that match should have been in, in the pre-show. It should have been in the pre-show, to be honest. I would have... I would have exchanged the the match that that five man tag uh, with the with with uh, Jurassic Express. Well, you forget that the women's uh, battle royal was supposed to be the pre show, but it replaced Andrade. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they were already had the women were there, so I mean, they, if anything, they should have just replaced the Paul White match with the women. Hey, the ten man match was good. The pre show match was oh, yeah, good, not a, and it went about twenty minutes. Uh, it was a pretty uh, lengthy match. For a match that wasn't even supposed to happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, it was It was actually really good. Like, I pop when, uh, is it, what's his name, man? Not Mark Quinn, the other one. The private party guy. The smaller one. Every time he gets, every time he gets thrown up in the air. Yeah, he does that. Every time he gets thrown up in the air. Ah! He does, he, he, he pulls does out. a little bitch. Yeah. He does a little bitch cry. It's like the best sound ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I wait for it every time he wrestles. I'm yeah. like, where's it at? I know he's going to do it. Like, he has to pull that spot. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. But, but, but only dad will probably have that as his ringtone. Nah. <laughs> well, the other, the other, yeah, not this one. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. But, hey, um, man, after the, the freaking tag match, the Dude, steel that cage. Was crazy. Good that God. That was one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Oh, man. That was a legendary <laughs> Maybe the best cage match ever. I don't want to like be hyperbolic on it. Um, one of the best tag team matches ever. I mean, it was... I, I've got... I only have one complaint about this match, and it was the finish, and I'll explain why. So, Phoenix does that high cross off the top of the cage, which he was like 25 feet in the air. Yeah, Pentagon is in the middle holding both guys. He splashes onto all three of them. Pentagon and the young right bucks up. both back like the dead. Pentagon gets right back up. Yeah. And they have to do a package pile driver. Yeah, I noticed I think that. If they would have, he would have taken everybody out and Phoenix just crawled over and pinned one of those dudes, that would have been perfect. I would have had nothing bad to say at all. But other than that, fuck, dude. <laughs> this match had it all. It's had it all. I, I don't know, man. Like, um, I think the the dive off the top of anything into all the guys is kind of an overused move. Like, that's not oh, yeah. that's yeah, not going to do any damage. You you were getting the we, feeling we, that, that yeah. what they were going to do was he they were going to do that um that package pile driver and he was going to basically mm-hmm. land on the guy and you know spike him from from that high, which would have been dangerous as shit. So I know I, I I know why they went with what they went with. Like that just makes sense. Oh, but yeah. that did happen too, and I was like, what the hell? That kind of it, it was it like you set up this big spot, you didn't really get this huge payoff with it, and then the pin was like super fast. When there was a ton yeah. of other false finishes in in the match, my yeah. God, the conditioning of those guys, dude, I'd have been dead, I'd have passed out, 
I'd have been like, oh, no, this yeah. is freaking ridiculous. From from the shoe I, and all I, that I, stuff. I freaking, wow. Yeah, I was waiting with that with that you know that that Air Jordan uh, shoe with the with the tax. I was waiting for that to happen when it was on AEW. You know. <laughs> yeah. That, I see Kevin's in the right to make one in the face one time. Oh really? Yeah, when uh, when the Bucks took on uh, the world's cutest couple, Joy Ryan and Candice Array. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think it was at a PWG, PWG show. We don't speak about Joy Ryan, but anyway, <laughs> is he dead? Never. Anyway, um, no, man, no, that that was. Today. <laughs> <laughs> that it was a, a hell of a match. It was a long match too, and, he, and even Jim Ross, I think Tony Schiavone just was like. What are we watching? And Jim Ross is like, a classic is like, what well, this is like, my God, <laughs> just it went on, man. Both masks are ripped and they're bloody. And then they, and they had to go with the kids, dude. They had to win the belts and they get out and, you know, pent his kids right there. Like to do that. I'm like, oh man, not the kids. You can't do this to me. You can't do the kids. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man. But then you knew it was like, it meant a lot to them. It meant a lot to them. And his kids, uh, I don't know if you've noticed uh, this, but his kids were audibly like, um, flashbacks to, you know, Mick Foley's. You know, getting beat with all the damn chairs. Like, I just watched my dad do all this crazy stuff, and now it's just like, yeah, I got yeah. tears in my there, tears of joy, but I'm worried about like, you know, he just pulled a lot of crazy shit, you know, going on too. Yeah. So that that was that was something else. My hardest debate with this cage red bro, comparing the ones with the uh, NXT takeover, like the war game ones. Yeah, those are pretty good too. That, those, you know, those it's, it's very hard to say that's the greatest one because it's like. Even the women's cage match at NXT way back, uh, you know, a couple years ago was also pretty good too. That was so actually a good match to, too. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to, to compare all three of them, you know. But uh, overall, I think this will this was probably the match of the night. You know, the two greatest, two of the party, oh, yeah. the best tag teams in the world. You know, exclusively to AEW. That's, you know, what more can you ask for? Yeah, that's true too. It's AEW talent. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, you're right. That was that was good. That was good. I'm trying to remember what else. I mean, we watched a lot, but I'm trying to remember if there's any of the other <laughs> matches that were were there. The the battle royal, we kind of talked about a little bit. Uh, you know what the battle royal? You know what? To be honest, uh, I think in the last part of the battle royal, in my opinion, I think the the finish was kind of flat. In my opinion. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was kind of flat, bro. I you know, thought like, that oh. once Ty Conti was eliminated, it became it was obvious who was going to win. Yeah, you knew it was going to be. She either. was my pick from the. I thought she was going to win. The, t- yeah, she she's one. I'm telling you, man, and you know that's my girl. You've been she's, talking about her for a while. She's just got to bite know. her time. She's just got to bite her time. It's there, and you know what? A separate. Just, go ahead, go ahead, Vic. I just find it funny that Stanlander was in the was in the. Was in the in the rump in the in the battle royals well after she lost. She lost a match to Britt what? Baker earlier. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. It. Remember that? I don't think so. I think she was. It. No, it was somebody else. Dude, Hater was in there. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, um, I gotta go Baker back. Wrestle. I gotta go back. Who did who did Britt Baker wrestle during the pay per view? Statlander. She did wrestle Statlander. Statlander. Yeah, but I, I thought I saw Stanlander. I don't remember her being in the battle royal. Oh. Man, this ain't summer. This ain't WWE where you put Becky in after she loses. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, say, I'll I'll speak on something while while Dan's fact checking Vic here. Uh, uh, 
The first surprise of the night was in the Moxley match. Uh, he had a decent match with, um, fuck, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, former IWGP. Oh, that's, come on, Vic, that's Vic. Oh, Kojima. Kojima, yeah, there you go. Kojima, Kojima. But, uh, out comes Minoru Suzuki. And you thought it was just going to be a stare down, and they end up throwing for a while, and he hits him with a Gus Pile Driver and leaves him land. And that ended up being the main event of, of Dynamite tonight. But that was the first surprise uh, of Vinny. I was shocked as hell to see him there. And everybody else feel the same way? I had to go back and do some digging. But once I saw I was like, oh, shit, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. did you hear yeah. Jim, Jim Ross say, like, he's like, I'm afraid of this man. <laughs> like, you know, work for New Japan, you know, doing this stuff. You know, he's done the commentary for the stuff. Here in the states, so Jimmy was like, "I'm afraid of this man." Basically, like, "This is a mean motherfucker." Is who this this dude is, and and you can't deny that. Those he was laying in those forearms, dude. Every freaking guy does. Every guy in Japan lays in those forearms, man. But when when Suzuki freaking lays in those um, forearms, dude, they they I don't want to take one. I would never take one of those. That shit look like it's it hurt. Strong style, John Callis, yeah. When he used to commentate uh, for New Japan. Every time Suzuki would come out, Don Callis would get up and run and jump in the crowd from him every single time. <laughs> Fantastic. That's the murder grandpa, as they call him. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, well, he, he's, he's, you know, he's done some MMA. He's done some uh, mixed martial arts and stuff. That's King of Pancrakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a badass. Did he, did he wrestle at, at, at FMW? Yeah, I think so. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's a badass motherfucker. I was just right watching a, a fight of him, him and uh, Keith Lee. That was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Suzuki, yeah. they're saying, is going to be in the States for, for a minute. He's not, he may be on Dynamite more than once. Uh, for, Lance for Archer was posting, he was posting photos of him. Uh, and then they even mentioned uh, during during that main event, they did mention Lance Archer as well. Maybe something new there. Partners. He's in Suzuki Goon. He's in their yeah. uh, New Japan stable. Well, yeah. he was. I, I, I wonder if Suzuki's be. I wonder if Suzuki's being booked for that show in Riverside, over at the Municipal Auditorium in October. He probably is. Uh, I gotta check that out, man. Well, I got your confirmation here, man. No, um, Statlander wasn't in the in the Battle Royal. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find somebody who, who, look, who looks like her, and I can't. I can't figure. Okay. I can't find out who that is. Never mind that. Uh, a little well, redhead, just, a redhead, Irish one. Is she Irish? Sky Blue, <laughs> Riho, Anna J, Kara Hogan, Jade Cargill, Abaddon. Huh. Abaddon was in there. We haven't seen her in a while. Kylan King, who's a brunette. Layla Hirsch, who I think is like super short. Um, Nala Rose. Julia Hart is the one that got pulled. Um, ah. She got injured. Big Swole, uh, Allie, Red Velvet, Thunder Rosa, Ty Conti, Penelope Ford, Diamante. Uh, Rebel, Jimmy Hader, Emi Sakura, and Karoshida. Uh, okay. Not the one else is going Yeah. Who needs to do... They need well, to come back. They need some of the Karoshida. Uh, you guys are all big punk rock fans, so what'd you think of Ruby Soho's debut? Okay, so uh, I, I I heard... um I heard... The, uh, I don't know I don't remember where I saw this, but, you know, Lars does a podcast. He has a podcast with a couple of guys. Uh, they talk, he's a huge pro wrestling fan. So they had um, Ruby on on the podcast, and she had said, you know, oh, I'm going to go by Ruby Soho. Oh, I would love to try, you know, to get the rights to that. And Lars said, 
oh, I can make that happen. Let me make a couple of, let me send a couple of text messages. And he did. So it's hers. Nice. So I'm Tony Khan. I don't think paid anything for it. Rancid gave it to her. So by the way, yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you guys hear what Europe wanted to charge Tony Khan to have Daniel Bryan, I mean, Brian Danielson use uh, the final countdown? I didn't hear the number. I didn't, hold on. I didn't hear the number, but I heard that it was inconceivable even for Tony Khan. 50 grand in appearance. 50 grand in it for that stupid song? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell do they think they are? By Europe? (laughs) It's just a two hit wonder, that's it. Bro, oh my God, what, what was the name of the song? Just Final Countdown and the final That's it? Countdown. That's stupid. Dude. There was only band in the 80s that was actually, that will start their concert with that song and end the concert, and end their concert with that song. Well, it's the fucking at least, song. At least Wagner is uh, public domain. Yeah, and it's a remix, too. His friend yeah, did it. True. I heard that. It was a remix by a friend of his. Bro, for 50 grand, I could buy the entire Toto catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Wow. Most people hear that now, fly to Valkyries, and they associate that with Danielson. You know? <laughs> I don't think that's the top they got uh, if you start playing a final countdown. Yeah. They lost it, dude. Come on, man. I could. No one cares about that. Or America, the rock group, not the not the country. But they're in catalog, dude. 50 grand. <laughs> Hey, that song was pretty cool, okay? <laughs> I hate that song, I can, dude. Old, I can probably buy the whole Doobie Brothers catalog with that shit. <laughs> Bro, you can buy the whole exactly. Doobie freaking catalog with a lid. <laughs> That's all you need to buy the Doobie Brothers catalog. Just give them a, a lid of the good shit and you got your set, bro. Let's throw in Kansas and we got a deal. <laughs> hey, 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 Daniel. Kansas got that yeah. supernatural money, bro. Kansas hey. got that supernatural which money. Do- yeah, right. hey, which doobie you be? <laughs> <laughs> I sat in with the doobie brothers, man. <laughs> that old Chong joke. There you go. That's freaking funny. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I come, why do I feel like Eddie Kingston never wins? He's, I, he's, thought he, he I, I just thought he had a chance in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he did. He's, well, he's, he's one of those guys that call it good hand. Like, you know, dark, like, dark must be just, I've never seen dark. So, like, QT Marshall is coming out with a 22 and 5 record. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, that's what I mean. He's just going I, on there poultry jobbers. They brought out, like, Eddie Kingston was coming out, and it literally said 8-1 and one in his last nine matches. I'm like, bro, I don't remember the last match he won. <laughs> I guess they must all be tagged with John Moxley, because... <laughs> I don't remember him winning must, the singles match. Must have been on dark, bro. Must, yeah, have, been must have been on, on that's dark. Crazy. That's crazy, dude. Was the one loss his loss to Mox? Man, man maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's crazy, though. And they just light straight wins on dark. Yeah, seriously. I don't yeah. know. I feel like he's just a, like a developmental jobber, though. I mean, not really like that, but you know what I mean. Like, he's there to... I mean, I know that, uh, obviously... Uh, you know, Miro doesn't need to get over, but you know he need, has to fight somebody. I don't know. I don't Eddie, know what they're, where Kingston, they're going with that belt. I hope they keep going with that because I'd like to see Eddie Kingston eventually get that belt. I think he I'm could sure carry that belt. That moment, I, I kind of think of Eddie Kingston as like a Mick Foley. Like Mick Foley yeah. didn't win a ton of matches. He almost got over more losing, right? Yeah. And 
Eddie Kingston's so fucking good on the mic. Um, when that moment comes where he does finally get that strap, which is, I wouldn't put the world title on him, but maybe the TNT title or something, it's, it's going to be a big moment, you know, if you do it, yeah. especially if you do it in New York or something like that. Hey, with, but, with, um, a, with a Redeem These Nuts t-shirt. Up. With a Redeem These Nuts t-shirt. <laughs> that was a, that's a hell of a line. Or even put the tag belts on him and Mox. Yeah. At <laughs> Walmart. Redeem these nuts. Eddie Kingston. AEW on the back, bro. That's freaking badass. <laughs> well, well right, right now, uh, I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually checking the rankings for AEW right now. Mm-hmm. The number one contender right now for either both the world title or the TNT title is actually Orange Cassidy. But they fifteen one and one record. Yeah, he wins a lot, followed dude. By, he wins a lot. Yeah, followed followed by Hobbs is fifteen and two, Jungle Boy thirteen and two, Christian Cage seven and one, and the number one the number five ranked contender is John Moxley at twelve and two. So they took Mo- so Moxley's out of the title picture right now. Well be um he hasn't been there either. He hasn't been he just had exactly. his kid. Paige just had his kid, oh, so he hasn't been around. Yeah, Hangman hasn't been there. So that's, that's kinda of what I wanted to talk about too. We we kinda of touched on it like so Danielson, spoilers, he came out tonight and confronted Kenny Omega and challenged him to a match. Uh, they've been building this story with Hangman and, and Kenny Omega, right? Because they had the tag belts, they teased the turn, they had the match, Kenny Omega won. That's how he got the title shot against Moxley. So the natural thing to do would be to have Omega drop that belt at full gear to Hangman. But where are they going with this Dennison thing now? Are they going to have Dennison lay down for Kenny Omega? They put the belt on Danielson? Screwjob somehow. Screwjob somehow. Because you, you know all these guys are there. Like, you know, these WWE guys are there, so to speak. Um, I mean, obviously they're there for the love of what they do. But all these guys... I mean, do you think they really have an ego? Like, I got to be champion? Or is it more like, let's make this fun and let's elevate these other guys? Because that's what I think it is. I think it's like, I'm making a good paycheck and I can get these guys over. That's kind of my job. I'm going to win matches along the way, but my job really is to teach these other guys how to get over and get them over. Because you got that. You you legitimize Kenny if he beats, if he beats, um, I almost called him Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. You legitimize him because you beat a WWE guy. Tony Khan, though. And Tony Khan has made it clear in recent interviews that he's the one that's running the show. Yeah. You want more eyes on the product. Do you put the belt on a CM Punk or a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson right now with the momentum you got going and send them to whatever talk show is popular these days with the belt? You know what I'm saying? Making the media tours, getting more eyes on you because people know Brian Danielson. People certainly know CM Punk, you know? Saying it like that, he's done I, I it already. Know. Saying it like that, he's done it. He did that with Jericho. That's what he did with Jericho. That's why yeah. Hangman didn't win that belt the yeah. first time. Jericho was the name. We've been right. talking about that for like two years. Like that's why he did it. It made sense. I, I said, I said my opinion. Uh, I think uh, they will set up a match between Danielson and Omega at full gear. Omega will go over Danielson, and then I want to say Hangman will probably come out at that event. I think my opinion. I think. Hangman eventually will get the belt from Omega. Oh yeah, that's he's, he's their long term. Like yeah. that, they've been building that since they started. Like Hangman is yeah. the guy, but it, it needs to be. And I think part of it's him. Part of it is like let's yeah. tell this long term story because they just you know what we didn't talk about 
but and we can keep talking about this stuff. But they did that. That's what they did with with Jericho. Jericho and MJF has been building yeah. for how long? That, that's a long. And Jericho yeah. even oh. said himself, "This is the longest we've ever told the story," and it's been a long time. From them, you know, fighting to him joining the uh, the inner circle, and then that going for a few months, and then, you know, just build up to the the what do they call that the um the five what do they call that labors of the la- yeah labors Jericho. of Jericho or whatever yeah all mm-hmm. that I mean how long have we built in this story it's been a has it been over a year that the, that they built this story around yeah. it's been almost like yeah big time yeah so I mean that you know is that that's that's what they're doing with Hangman they're building this really long story because you got you got to build the guy he's gonna be their name guy it's just yeah. people got to know who he is he's over yeah, his shit. Not, you know what? There, yeah. there was seeds planted for that story long before the uh, jericho orange cassidy storyline that filled up most of the pandemic there the middle part of the pandemic so i mean i think it's a storyline that they had planned on probably telling before the pandemic happened but they kind of put it off for and let it just kind of simmer mm-hmm and then, you know, once things were getting back, they were just, like, bringing on. Yeah. And they do that a lot. There's always something that's just, like, because that's the way it works, right? You, you plant something, and it's like, we're going to get to this in, in two years. Like, two years. Like, Vince, Vince, that's how Vince was used to do it. Before he goes in the back of Raw and tears up scripts and writes all shit all over again. But he used to, like, plant seeds years before you'd get to something. Look at the long, the long story that was the... Uh the uh vince is the uh, higher power how long did that storyline go on for and how the seeds of that storyline were almost a year and a half two years wasn't it i mean jesus you know vince is the higher power with uh undertaker in the corporate ministry and all that shit that shit was long and isn't that not the payoff they wanted i don't think that's the payoff that they actually wanted i don't think it was originally on a cross yeah (laughs) (laughs) that shit Hey, uh, you know, changing the subject, where does the pinnacle go from here, man? Seriously, I, I have not seen anything. It seems, it seems like MJF just kind of like separate. It's just like, it seems like MJF and freaking and, and, uh, FTR, they just, like, just separated from pinnacle in a way. Rumors were FTR I, 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 I might leave. leave. What was that? Nope. I said what? rumors were FTR might leave. That they were thinking about leaving after their after their their term is up because I don't think they signed long term. Going back to WWE? No, probably not. No, but like not being held WWE, there. WWE actually. We're we're at the. They're the thinking about signing with Billy Corgan at NWA. We're at the point right now that within the next year we're going to see the original contracts for the AEW people up. Within the next year we're going to yeah. see that and we're going to see some people who decide to leave. What the hell is Joey Janela doing? Who's one of the original signings? What is he doing? Sonny Kiss. What's Sonny Kiss doing? And I mean, you know, yeah, that's fine. You know, maybe they stick around for that. I got this dark payday, and I can still work the independence. So you you got that going on. But like, if you want full control, you're gonna go somewhere else. If they're fine with the pay that they're getting to to do the darks and elevate, okay, I understand that. But we're gonna see in the next year what happens because a lot of those guys' contracts are gonna come up. Isn't Joey still behind the scenes of the Penelope? With Penelope, the story her storyline, or no, no, that's I don't think he's got nothing to do with it anymore. He still had no. a storyline with Sunny Kiss going on because he kind of turned his back on on Sunny Kiss. But, yeah, there's uh, a few going on. I was watching that on Dark earlier today, actually. Uh, yeah, there's a little rivalry. There's a little bit of a heated rivalry between Sunny Kiss and Janela. <laughs> that's 
that's kind of the problem we were talking about too, though. Is they keep signing guys because like. Maybe Meltzer is doubling down and tripling down that Bray Wyatt's going to be there soon. Um, if Kevin Owens comes in, if Sami Zayn comes in, the Joey Janela's and Sonny Kisses of this world, I mean, how the fuck are they going to get these guys on TV when you've got guys like Bray Wyatt and, and Kevin Owens? Yeah, those kinds of guys are going to have to go because... You still got that restraining order like you're on not, you're CM Punk? not going to give TV time to those guys. <laughs> And Kevin Owens, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I was still wondering. I'm, I'm legit, it's a legitimate question. I was still wondering about that. Does, do they? Do I, they still have that thing going? I think they're cool. I think they're cool. Like they're okay now. But uh. he did have that stuff against him. And I told you when he did, when CM Punk debuted on Rampage, uh. um, freaking Colt Cabana was at Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Yeah, he wasn't even there. No, he wasn't even there. Yeah. And I told you that since day one. Like, dude, how's that going to work out with Cole Cabana? Because yeah. I think I don't think Cole Cabana is just an honor. I think he actually works in the back. I oh. think he's a, he's a trainer or a producer. He has another role um, in in the back. He's not just there, you know, to wrestle. Because the dude's been in the game a long time. Right. Yeah, and he's been on TV, and you know, he's been in NWA, all different kinds of versions of it. So like, he's got a lot of experience to give those guys who are who are newer, like you know, yeah. like to pass his right. knowledge kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's you know, fine with the payday, bro. And I'd also change the subject now with the with the whole rebranding of NXT. You know, you, we heard those rumors from from the backstage WWE office that they don't want to hire any guys over 30. They want to hire big guys, athletes. They want to get rid of the midgets. So chances are Gargano, Chiapa... And a couple of others are gonna be are gonna be uh are are gonna be released pretty soon. So, which is kind of a damn shame because this past you know, the, the, the last one, right? The rebrand. Yeah, they're, they're rebranding everything, dude. Yeah, next week is the so, new version. So, whether in a couple of weeks we'll probably see some of these releases, but you know, about you know, like only Court, Court Lorgan, and uh, you know, it's just a couple of these. There's so many small guys on NXT. So, uh, you know, I'm like, it, it really sucks. You know, they don't want to hire professional wrestlers. They want to hire athletes who are big, who have no wrestling experience. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll trade you here. Yeah. Uh, that is fly, man. Yeah. Uh, so don't be surprised you Gargano down the road or at AEW pretty down the road. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought that as soon as they said this, I'm like, there goes Gargano. Because, dude, I've met Johnny Gargano yeah. in person. He's, I think he's shorter than me. Like, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's Ch- a guy. too. They're, they're, they're shorter yeah. than me. So, yeah, it, it's like, if that's what really gonna, what they're gonna go with, those guys, they're in trouble. They're in trouble as far as that. So. But, you know, they'll be fine. Wherever they go, dude, they're gonna be fine. Because they're no uh-huh. names, you know, they're no names in the wrestling game. And it's just like, look at somebody like Deanna Parazzo. You know what I mean? She's all, she's Reina, the Reina champion, right? Rick, she's got that. Yeah. She's the Impact champion. She's winning. She was just on, she, wasn't she just on Empower? She was just on the NWA, the women's yeah. pay per view, um, yeah. doing that. Dude, yeah. she's she's yeah. doing fine. Chelsea Green too. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green is doing the same yeah. thing. And bro. I just I just find it funny about how a lot of people were expecting Tessa Blanchard to appear on uh, on AEW on the pay per view. Hey, I just Which read kind of I just read somewhere that said that. WWE and AEW don't want to touch her. Yeah. Like she yeah. is just, yeah. I was going to mention like, that. You, yeah. you don't, 
you don't touch that one, man. She's too nuclear. Like, she's just not. It's so yeah. sad because talent-wise, like, in between the ropes, she's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. There's maybe nobody better in, in terms of women's talent. But, um, yeah, well, too many stories, too many, you know, the racist shit and then the, the way she handled the impact uh, world championship brain and refusing to give the belt back and just all kinds of horrible crap. I, you know, you know, it, it, interesting fact about her, you know, her father, of course, is uh, Tully Blanchard, but she was actually raised by Magnum T.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her, her stepdad. Yeah. Is, I'm like, yeah, which is kind of like, okay, that's pretty crazy. You know, you know, from one rival, you go, you go ahead. Since, since we're all over the place with this stuff, you know who the man is? Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, oh, yeah. that, he's oh, bro, he's the man. King of King of the Death King match? of the Death is? Match, bro. That was incredible, <laughs> incredible shit. He he was just on uh, he was just on Jericho's he was just on Jericho's podcast. Oh, was he really? Yeah. What'd you say, Mike? I was gonna say I can't believe you paid for that belt and then he dropped it to Foxley. Yeah. <laughs> well, very nice you you gotta think there's something coming out of it. You gotta think there's something cu- coming out of it. There, uh, like you can't be that build and then say we're done here. So. I expect to see something down the road, but, um, man, what a ride. Like, he got more eyes on that freaking product than I'm sure they ever had. And then I'm sure he, oh, sold, yeah. a ton, he, he sold a ton of T-shirts and shit like that. He made some money doing that shit. Bro, he took it to Disneyland. He took the fucking title to Disneyland the next day. <laughs> he did. Like, he was talking about And yeah. I saw the pictures, and he replied to me. I showed you guys that. He actually yeah. freaking – did you – um, uh, Anthony, Matt Cardona replied to me. He posted a picture in the, in his hotel. He was staying at the um, California, uh, the Cal- Grand, Grand, yeah, Grand Californian, and yeah, he's all, yeah. about to, you know, the champ here about to go eat at the most expensive uh-huh. restaurant here. And I, I replied him all. Napa Rose is a question. He's all yes, and I was like, oh shit, dude, he got back to me. That's nice. freaking cool. But like he said, <laughs> he, he got on a plane. He was still all bloody. He he, he still hadn't released needed stitches and all kinds of shit. But he's like, yeah, I took the belt, belt inside Disneyland and it took, and that's all just selling it, bro. He doesn't need to take the belt to Disneyland. He was pissing off the freaking Bro. fan base so they didn't yeah. get his ass kicked. He was pissing off he was pissing off every fan from that promotion. Yeah. You know? He was <laughs> like taking it to Disneyland is sacrilege. Come on. He put the G C W Universal Champion on there and then the fucking uh center plate is a spinner. Well, that's what he said. He, he yeah, said, dude, he's like, I have been calling them the GCW universe, and they hate it. They hate it. So I keep doing it. So I keep doing it. Like, he know, he's knowing how to get heat. And the funny thing is, he's like, he's no different. When he goes to Impact and he's the face, it's the same character you see in GCW, just they hate that. So he's like, so I just played it more. And he's like, he just, he's I, making money, dude. That's freaking, that's awesome for him. How do you well, watch I, 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 I applaud him, bro. I applaud him. I'm like that guy. I'm like any way to do to get heat. Yeah, that's you know seriously. Come on. I don't watch it, dude. But I, I follow him, and he posts a lot. <laughs> he, he always is posting. He's always posting stories, or he's always posting um, uh, pictures, and you just follow the storyline along with him. How do you where like, where do you watch it at though? Is just YouTube isn't it, or isn't it on fight? Isn't GCW it's on, on fight? On fight, yeah. I think I think it's on fight. So yeah, to John to John Moxley was was great, and then Nick Gage came out and challenged 
Moxley, so those two are getting. But I don't think we've seen the end of Matt Cardona. But it was a hell of a ride. And he made a lot of money. So if he decides to do something else, great. That's fine, dude. He 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 went. He cashed in, and let's do something else because he's on Impact too. So the, the, you know. hey, he was the original WWE social media champion. Yeah, man. Or the he, internet, he was the, the internet champion. Yeah, that's what it was. The internet championship. Yeah, like that belt, man. He had that. He had that Facebook logo, YouTube logo, Twitter logo on the on the side plates of the belt. <laughs> He knows, like, he, kind of, he knows how to get himself over. He knows how to make money. It's like, the, it's, it's like the homage to the original television title of the NWA. They had the ABC, NBC, uh, CBS logos on the side plates. You know? He even the put the Velcro the on the strap, which belt snobs hate that, dude. <laughs> I mean, just, the attention to detail he put into pissing these people off. It's just, gosh, chef's kiss. Bro, he pissed everybody off with that, with that belt. He just pissed everybody off. And he did All it on purpose and made money, dude. That's what he did because yeah. he's selling T-shirts and, like, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, that. good for him, dude. Totally. Did you see that crown he came out with? He came out with yes. that fucking, like, that, that was the shit, dude. Like, the Macho King yeah. crown? Yeah, the Macho King crown, dude. That was, like, he's... Freaking, he's the man, dude. He's the man for that, and he's the man because he's got Chelsea Green. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, hashtag Winnie. I'm surprised he didn't come out with. Hashtag Yeah. I'm he didn't come out with like a, his own throne with with two wrestlers in the front and back holding holding them. Oh yeah. Kind of like the just like like the Macho Man, you know. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Anyway, dude, <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> he's the man in my opinion, dude. He always has been. He gets himself over, and I enjoy the ride. Is is what it is. Uh, I think we yeah. touched. We touch everything. I think we touched basically everything, dude. Oh, one one thing I want to say real quick that NJF and Jericho match, I thought it was dead uh, for a lot of it, and then. Once Jericho kicked out of that bat shot, is when the people started going absolutely ape shit. And I was watching this pay per view with my eight year old son, which I think was, might be the first AEW pay per view we watched together. And he was off the couch screaming and going crazy, dude. It was so awesome. I think he was more into that than like anything else in the entire show, except for the cage match. But, but um, I really enjoyed the finish of all that. I thought it was good. Yeah, actually, that was weird. It was weird too how they went with the thing and then got the, um, you know, Audrey. Is it Aubrey or Audrey? I can never remember. Aubrey. 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 Yeah. How Aubrey. you know? Reading match. Yeah, she missed. She missed the foot on the match, and then they restart the thing. That that was like. It was a stroke of genius, but it was also weird at the same time. They'd be like, oh, okay, sure. and yeah. you got this, and then they just restart the match. Hey, going back to the Britt Baker match, did anybody notice the jacket that she was wearing? An homage to HBK. Her whole outfit was just the colors alone. Was like, yeah, yeah you said that, and I was like, oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see that. She has. A, it's <laughs> definitely an homage to the Hot Break Kid. And then, um, okay, uh, Jer- Jericho's guitarist. That was kind of cool. Oh, uh, man, he fucked up the song, bro. To be honest, <laughs> kind of fucked. I heard up he did. I heard it messed it up. Did he? Yeah. Did he miss a verse or something? I well, think I he messed up at the beginning because audio. Jericho I... goes over to him and talks and says something to him, and then he keeps walking. Oh, I missed that. I thought I heard they something about like the audio was the rhythm, off. Though. Yeah, they couldn't keep up with the song, dude. It, 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 MJF's entrance was 
fucking awesome. They're doing the Y2J countdown thing, and you're thinking, yeah. oh, Jericho, big entrance. Then it flashes on the screen, Chris Jericho's last match ever. <laughs> oh, I missed that, dude. What a, what a asshole. Oh, yeah, that is an moment, asshole. man. Yeah. People, that is. Um, they fucking hate the Young Bucks now. Nobody's cheering them anymore. They were getting booed out of that building. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed how well they've done getting the heat they get. But look at them. Look how they come out. Uh, Nick Jackson looks more ridiculous every single week. Like, he has that nose chain thing going to his <laughs> earring now. And it's like, <laughs> I swear they must just have a blast between them and Omega going to wherever and picking out the most ridiculous things they can find and well, wearing them out of the ring. Well, have you seen BTE? They, they've been doing their no. shopping at the Burlington, uh, at the Burlington store inside, uh, Cario Mills. <laughs> and, uh, and also, and also I want to point this out. That explains this, it. Uh, I, I think was it, was it Matt? He had, he had a pair of $7,000 Air Jordan DRs. They were like 7,000 bucks that his wife gave him. And I guess he had him packed in his bag and he went to Milwaukee. All of a sudden they were gone. Turns out that somebody in Ontario Mills, wherever it was going through the bags, stole them. From, <laughs> no from way. That. Yeah. They have not found, they have the serial number. They just haven't found the corporate. They haven't found anybody. Those shoes are probably gone pretty much, but if, if the whoever tries, whoever resells them, you know, if they have that serial number, they will get caught eventually. Yeah, wow. I didn't know. Yeah, seven thousand dollars. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Now was a there's thing. there's 7, photos of them walking or like coming out with their entrance gear. They're like, uh, they're copying other people from the past too. Like there's some basketball yeah. players, um, oh. a couple of a uh, couple of their outfits. That whole Space Jam thing, man, in that mm. match, like <laughs> just came out there with a basketball rim out there. I think, uh, I was watching. I was watching one of the BTE, BTE episodes. I think Batter Nick was talking to Giannis from the Milwaukee Bucks because he was a special guest on one of the oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. And hey, he was going apeshit yeah, in the crowd, dude. When he, he when he was on Dynamite, he was going apeshit in the crowd, or Rampage or whatever it was. Yeah, I was. I wasn't paying too much attention, but supposedly I think Matter Nick told him that yeah, we we got a system the system letter from you guys because supposedly our logo was similar to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks and Young Bucks. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's fucking gone. Oh, the the Lucha oh. Brothers entrance. Dude, that thing was that, that was, was pretty cool. So one of the one of the MCs was doing uh his rehearsal, and he made kind of like thought to himself like, what am I doing here? This I'm I don't know if like you know like I don't know if I could do this and. And then uh, I guess Jericho walked up to him and I grabbed him and said, you're doing great. This is going to be awesome. And he said it was the kick in the pants that he needed to like go out there and perform and wound up putting nice. on like what I thought was like one That's of the cool. fattest entrances I've ever seen in pro wrestling. The headdresses that was a great were entrance. Dude, awesome. everything was, everything was on point. Way more man. than the Jericho thing. <laughs> some of those, some of those lyrics a little whack though. Like yeah. meet, meet, yeah, it, a, meet us in the ring. We're the Mexicans. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little but corny. It was, that was, it was still pretty Again, cool. Damn, you're like, Mexican. You didn't know? I, so, so am I, bro. And I, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of Eddie homage in there a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because there always is going to be. And, I mean, that you know that kind of takes you back to, you know, like when uh, Eddie and, and some of them got together and uh, they had their uh, little uh, 
what was it called? What was that group called when Chavo and Eddie and all them, all the Mexicans got together? The LWO. Yeah. Yeah. Latino World Order. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the the entrance just kind of reminded me of that that WrestleMania entrance that Mysterio had because he also wore the Aztec headdress. Is that the is that the the debut of the Buyaka? I want to say it was. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the POD team. Buyaka. Buyaka. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would have liked it if they had like some actual Aztec dancers in the entrance. That would have been sweet as hell too, you know? Yeah. I mean, all things considering because they were they were rapping live there and it was the two guys and some of it was in Spanish. I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it really yeah. was. But that, I heard that line and I was like, did I just hear that line right? Like, that's kind of corny. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> Whatever. There's not a lot of rusty songs, though, that have, like, the best lyrics, you know, unless it's an actual song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, lyrics for I'm a real... Like, Rick Danger, I don't know. man. Is Come on, really Rick Danger. No, it sucks. Yeah, well... <laughs> hey, you leave Motorhead out of this. <laughs> yeah, that's Motorhead. <laughs> there you go, dude. Orange Cassidy's got... That's a Pixie song. Is what that is. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that by the pictures. Badass. Yeah, and then uh, John Moxley's got Wild Thing. So you know, Tony Khan dropping some money. By the major X. League, the major league mix. Yeah, by X. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah by X. Like, I can't hear that one and just not picture Major League because it's like it's that specific memory. I remember, of course. I remember the first. I remember the debut of that song on AEW, and I think it was a Shivani or Jr. Like. Throw the heater, Ricky. <laughs> That's growing on me. I didn't like that at first when Moxie was coming out the well thing, but it's growing on me. I always think of yeah. uh, your League now. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. yeah. Throw the heater, Ricky. Yeah. That's what that's what he's talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's I had heard uh, is is that is um, CM Punk's you know because I know it's a song. But does it start the same as it always did? Because yes. I didn't realize how much, how similar the beginning of that song is to uh, to um, oh fucking uh, I lost it. Uh, did Tony Khan pay for the rights to that, or did, uh, did Living Color just give it to him? No, I'm pretty sure he paid for the rights to that. Yeah, yeah. WWE was paying it's for the rights. Slightly different. WWE had that little like scratch in the beginning, and they changed that a bit in AEW. Like, uh, tuning a radio, but other than that, it's pretty much the same version. Well, I think Kevin Owens. Owens. Kevin Owens. As I, as I recall, in the the beginning of that cult of personality theme, the, I think you had it was a, a John F. Kennedy talking. Yeah, it does. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it might. I yeah. know it's at the end for sure. It's at the end for yeah. sure. Now you got me thinking, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> that's the kind of shit you do, and like, I gotta, that's the freaking history major in me, and that's another, like, fuck, I gotta fact check. Oh, hey. <laughs> and then you have Theo, I think it was like Roosevelt, on the Franklin deal, and then Roosevelt, right at the end of that song. Fear itself. Yeah. That's... I'm a history buff too, Dan. I just, there, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a history buff good. too. Yeah, definitely. I don't mind, it's just, that's the kind of shit that I, like, I need to know that stuff after you say something like that. Okay, the, the, it's all right, bro. It's cool. Just relax. It's bro. it's not even for the podcast, bro. It's for me because I gotta learn. I, I, huh? 
Yeah, it starts off with a with a, I can I didn't hear who it was, but it starts off with a vocal. Yeah. Yeah, it's an intro. I don't know who it is. I have to, oh, look, yeah. I have to look that up, but it is a, a spoken word intro. All out. There you go, man. It's all we were all in for all out. Um, okay. I can't think of anything else I want to say. Anybody want to say anything? Uh, Triple H's uh, heart attack. Heart attack, if that's what it is. I don't know yeah, what it was. Is it gene- genetic disorder? Something like that. Uh, one of in the podcast on a downer, but fucking Daphne, man. Oh yeah, bro. Let's talk about that for a minute. <sighs> um, Jesus. Okay, so that happened, and and I felt. I, I mean, I, I was sad. It, it's pretty tragic. Um, I didn't realize, like, I mean, I was a fan of her when she was in WCW and, and stuff like that. I think because she was a dark character and we, a lot of us gravitate towards that, like with the music that we like yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize she was so popular amongst the talent. I didn't catch that, yeah. but my timeline that day, I told you guys, my timeline that day was just wrestling Twitter and wrestling Instagram was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, this is, you know, you were so sweet, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, I yeah. watched it. I, I, to put myself in the dark spot, I watched the videos, dude. I know I told you guys that they were there, but I actually watched them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She had um, put on a considerable amount of weight. She was, she was much bigger than she was when, when she was wrestling. Uh, I think she was just slightly older than. Um, than than us, Cody goes the same age. I think I think Anthony has me as far as age, not by much, but I think you're slightly yeah. older than me. Um, <clears throat> but I'm I'm 44, so I know I'm the older of uh, the rest of you guys. She was 46, um, but gotcha. had put on some weight. Uh, you see it, the, the video, and she's just on Instagram Live, so she has you know she's reaching out like this with the phone and stuff, and just saying like I want, basically talking about CTE. Like they say, yeah. you can't you can't pick up CTE and, until you know after you're dead. And I I want my brain to go to Boston, which is where they research, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm sorry oh, and blah blah wow. blah, bro. At one point, you see her pick up, and it's just a little pistol, maybe a little twenty-two. She cocks it. She cocks oh, the shit. pistol, and then she puts it down, and then covers herself with a blanket, and that's the end. There's two videos, and then in the next one, she's there too, and she basically tells the cat. Her cat, no, you got to get away, you got to get away, you got to get away, you know, stuff like that. And she's like, you guys understand that mm-hmm. I'm alone, I'm alone. It's it's heartbreaking, dude. It's heartbreaking to see. Yeah. When people watched it, they saw her cock the pistol, and that's when everybody freaked out. Because, like, she, dude, she's not in a good spot. Um, she has a gun. Like, you know, get there. And, you know, the story, yeah, yeah. The, the story goes that, yeah, the story goes that, you know, they, they got a hold of people to get over there. Her mom was one of the ones that went over there with the police, but they couldn't get in for whatever reason, you know, because legalities and all that kind of stuff, they didn't break down the door, went back sure. a couple hours later to try to find her, had managed to whatever, gain access to it, they could get in by this time, had to call the fire department because the door was bolted, so the fire department came in, busted the door down, wow. they, they found her dead in the bedroom. She shot herself in the chest. That's what actually Shit. happened, so, yeah, it was like, wow. But the, like I said, the online presence of that was just like, wow. It, the, it, the, it, go ahead. No, the important thing to note is that she did shoot herself in the chest. So she was serious yeah. about the CTE thing because that's the same thing that happened with Junior Seau. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shot absolutely. himself in the chest because he specifically yeah. wanted to make sure his brain went for that research. And the thing that concerns me is that she does she doesn't have the money. She doesn't have that kind of stature that Junior Seau had. And I hope her brain really does get to get to where it needs to go, where she wanted it to go, and that the, you know it doesn't get caught up in some legality and her brain doesn't go where she wanted it to go. You know what I mean? And you know, so yeah. she doesn't have the the kind of pull that a Junior Seau would have to make sure that that would happen. And that's just what, that's the thing, that first thing I thought of when I did see the confirmation that she had shot herself in the chest, that her CTE concerns were valid. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. isn't that why her career ended in TNA? Was because of concussions? I think it was like, a, she had a neck, I think she had a, ne- a neck injury too as well. Mm-hmm. Close like enough. A, I think she, yeah, yeah, so it was like he fused, and I think she had a fused neck. Over. Yeah. TNA wouldn't help her pay for anything, and, and, uh. One, say what you will about the WWE, but anytime somebody gets hurt there, they take care of them. They pay for their surgeries. They pay, you know, they've even paid for people for rehab and shit like that. And TNA just refused to help this woman in any way. And then they ended up settling out of court, but she fucked her whole life up over this. And um, she was in the ring with that Rosie Lotta Love chick. That's the chick that just... Destroyed her. Oh, I um, remember who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. One of the yeah. Uh, one thing. One thing that I want to point out is the fact you know, when I, she first debuted, she debuted around what ninety seven, ninety eight, and around that time, I think the movie Monkey Bone came out. That was like the first time I actually saw Rose McGowan came out. So it kind of seemed like the character, her character was kind of based off the Rose McGowan. Yeah, I could see that. That that yeah. look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, uh, you know, and her her look, her style, was years ahead of her time, bro. Years. I ain't gonna lie. She was, she was hot her. back in her day. She she was yeah, pretty cute so, back in her day. So if you, so if you, if you look at everybody like now, you know what what, what th- we we think about uh, you know, uh, people like Rhea Ripley, uh, Ruby Soho, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, uh, Christina Von Eri, you know, a little bit of that punk. Maybe Paige. a little, yeah, a little punk attitude, fashion. I'm like, that originally came from her, in a way. I, I just, yeah. I remember, you know, I'm like, I would all due respect to uh, Luna Vachon, but uh, that, that's, that that's a little different though. Yeah, no, it, yeah. definitely with, with uh, being the wild woman versus versus the dark character. You know, uh, what's yeah. um, man, what's T, what's Impact's uh, Rosemary, like Rosemary. There, yeah. there wouldn't there wouldn't Rosemary. be a Rosemary without you know. Without, without a Daphne, yeah. so yeah. yeah um, <clears throat> Mike, so you you watched Dynamite earlier. Did you see the bumps that Ruby Soho was taking? Did you notice at all, or did you watch the fight? Did you get the to see bumps? The bumps? Yeah. Yep. The few times I've seen Jamie Hader in the ring lately, uh, <laughs> she's not really showing a lot of character. <laughs> it's been I, kind dude, of a bumpy was... ride. She was cracking her. Uh, she was holding her neck yeah. at the end of that match. I personally think that was legit. Uh, I think there's a couple of times. She was selling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely definitely can sell if you still can. But I mean, just the way it looked like her knee landed on her neck. There was two. There was yeah. two moves in that match where I saw. I was like, oh shit, that looked like that really hurt. Or you know, wow, uh, that that was a bump. That was a hell of a bump right there. I mean, I would fucking yeah. scream like, ah! like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it was just something I noticed earlier tonight. 
it, it's it's true yeah. too because uh, in um she I noticed that she uh, she had uh, fought in uh, Stardom and she's fought in Japan and I know and I've seen a few matches with uh, where they have some of the the American uh, women who are you know taller like Jamie Hader and they they love to have them for some reason squash the Japanese girls they huh. destroy them oh like, Japan likes monsters they take dude. some they yeah. take some bumps. That I don't know how some of those little girls are fucking getting up after them from the the hits they take from American women that are just massive, and I think that's what the gaijins, as you know, as they like to call them, are there for is to put bring that big heat on the uh, the Japanese wrestlers, and I just think they maybe somebody like Jimmy Hater's been over there for so long, you know, because she's one of the ones that was stuck in Japan, I believe, along with. Uh, Oh, what's her name? That was her tag team partner. I forget her name now. Um, oh, they were stuck out there because of COVID. Now, Bo. What's that? Bo Priestley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, uh, B Priestley. B Priestley. B Priestley. Yeah. Yeah, because she was stuck over in Japan with B Priestley. B Priestley. Because B Priestley was supposed to be in AEW at one point too, but she was there for like two matches, and then she went to Japan to do some uh, stardom shit, and pandemic happened. She got stuck. And I oh, think wow. Jamie Hayter also got stuck over there. Yeah, B Priestley's NXT UK now. So Yeah, she went home Just after that. that. Yeah, yeah. She didn't oh, wow. she didn't she didn't have the greatest run in AEW. Like, um she actually yeah. isn't she the one that gave Britt Brit Baker the concussion? She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah, that's right. And she's mm-hmm. she is she married to Will Ospreay or they're engaged? One of the two. They're together. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Will we'll, we'll Ospreay yeah. and, and B Priestley, dude. You know who's together? And just like I finally saw something, I, I heard rumors about it. Raquel Guerrero, and uh, is it Raquel Guerrero, the NXT Women's Champ, and and Adam Share. Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. And, and Gonzalez. who? Adam Share, Braun Strowman. Oh, oh wow, they're a couple. I, I, hey, good for him. You know, you know what? And and Adam Share was dating the uh, the current NWA Women's Champion for a couple years ago. Oh really? Uh, yeah. What's your what's your name? Allison K. I think that's Allison K. The the one that's uh <clears throat> the one that that's with uh with Nick Aldis is no uh, not Allison K. Nick Aldis, it's, no, it's um it's Camille. What's your name? Camille. Camille. Yeah. Yeah. Camille was dating at yeah was dating Braun Strowman for a couple of years. Wow. That's that's okay. Um, I yeah I just saw I saw her post the other day and he was in it and the the post totally indicated we're together. And I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And I heard rumors. I saw, I read something that said like, you know, they might be out together, but they've never actually publicly said anything. Well, it must have been his birthday or something. She posted something and it was his birthday. And he's, the way he's holding her, no, that's, that's how you hold your girlfriend. You don't, you don't hold, you know, just, you know, one of your girlfriends like that. Not like that. That's not, that's not what you do. So I thought that was. Uh, did, 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 did you guys see Dark, uh, earlier today? No. no. Uh, I, I saw the acclaim, uh, wrestle for the first time since that whole incident. Oh Matt yeah, Caster. he's back. Didn't he read dude, lyrics? Hey, he read dude, lyrics off the sheet. They had a they had a scripted they had a scripted rap for him. Hey, you know what? <laughs> with That's... some whack with whack ass rhymes. And not only that, they were trying to like, oh yeah, make sure you promote Cody's uh, new reality show. I okay, <laughs> so that's that's, that's 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 funny, dude. That's funny and that's yeah. good storytelling. That's yeah. that's buying yeah. it. That's make trying to make money off what you did. So I I find yeah. that funny. But can we talk about how that guy's flow sucks? His flow sucks, dude. <laughs> You've never he's never liked him. I've never, never liked, yeah, I've never liked his flow, dude. He's never liked him. He, Eminem, he is not. 
like at all. <laughs> he is he, Eminem. He is not, dude. His flow, like his, you know, because he, dude, Thugonomics is better, bro. Honestly, Cena's a better rapper, and that's not saying. Much. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad you did. What? That Cena's a better rapper? That Cena's better. Oh, dude, that guy's horrible. <laughs> like, I okay, if he's coming up with it on the top of his head, great, dude. Props to him. The his delivery, bro. I can rap better. Give me some lines and I'll, I'll flow better than that fool. Cause like I'm just like, dude, how is this guy over? Like, oh, this guy's let, I'm let like, me, dude, this he cannot flow. Let me, let me call, let me call Brian Heber, man. Maybe he'll drop a beat for you. Maybe, but he, he, that's a <laughs> hey, bro. That's the kind of shit I expect to hear on SoundCloud. Like, for real, like homie's a SoundCloud rapper. That's 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 what wow. it, it's a good thing he's a wrestler because he ain't gonna make it as a rapper. <laughs> like, like for real. Get your yeah. SoundCloud downloads, bro. Cause nah, 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 nah. I, I ain't playing that game. I was just was like, this guy's not. He's not good. Now no one ever says it, but it's me. This guy's not good. That well, interesting fact about Castro actually, he was uh, he was actually he almost uh, he actually uh, he only he played one year of minor league baseball actually hmm. before he quit so he could go into wrestling. Vic with the deep cuts. Hey man. <laughs> so he shares the distinction with uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much in a way. And, pretty much. Uh, was actually, uh, was and, and, a, uh, and I'm sorry, and Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah, and Tim there Tebow. There you go. There you go. It doesn't get much deeper cut than that, bro. Yeah. Tim Tebow. Anyway. <laughs> All right, last call. Last call. Anything else? Anybody want to bring up? Been rambling for almost an hour and a half. <laughs> Got uh, it. I, I, I was gonna say Adam Cole's new theme, bro. What you think of Cole's new theme? I gotta give it another listen, man. To be honest with you. Oh come on. Dude. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I I was caught up in the moment, dude. I was like, dude, what is gonna happen here? He comes out like he's gonna attack uh, Kenny, and then he super kicks Jungle Boy, and then he's like, this guy's one of our best friends. They lay the smooches on him, and it was yeah. like that. That was the moment, dude. That honestly, that had to be the moment of his career. That place erupted yeah. when he went down and came up for the Adam Cole baby. That shit was loud as fuck, dude. It's all about the boo. Yeah. yeah. So when when Adam Cole, baby, I, is that how it went? Yeah, that's. I'm the about way that it then. I'm about that then. Cause you know, you know, you freaking know that um, Undisputed Era had the best freaking music, dude. In it, that shit was fucking badass. Like, and I saw him live too, and like everybody, boom, yeah, the entire crowd, like that was the shit, dude. When that when they came out to that shit. So hey, speaking of themes, real quick, just one more thing. The thing that happened with Gangrel. Oh yeah, he got screwed. That's that was a payday. Up, that was a guaranteed payday. That's a lot, Edge. Thank you, Edge. I would yeah. have loved to have seen that. Oh well. I know I'll what you're talking day. about, but you're gonna have to remind me what happened. I know he was supposed to be. They were gonna have Gangrel show up on AEW and kind of do the same brood entrance with the fire, and then Edge did it at SummerSlam, so they oh. said, "Never mind." Okay, okay, okay. He was He already had his plane booked. To Milwaukee, and then last minute they had to cancel him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's TK, man. Yeah. I'm sure he got a nice little severance package for your trouble. He probably did. He probably did. Yeah, they probably give him tickets to a dynamo. No, he got paid. Oh yeah, no, I did read that. Yeah, yeah, I did read that. He got, he still paid him. That's not, that's not his fault, dude. That's totally not yeah. his fault. No, no, at all. So th- that's okay. I, I take that payday too. Like, well, shit. Okay. I, I, I think even, I think even Edge, I think Edge called him, and he said he felt. Because he heard about it, he felt bad about it. he felt bad about the situation, so he apologized. Other than that thing with but, Lita, Edge is pretty high class. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. That thing with Lita, really, that, one, yeah. that one blemish on his on his record, Edge is pretty high class. Yeah. Other than that, so all good. All right, Jalen, they're in game. All right. Oh. <laughs>
I right, once again I say last call. It's two a.m. Full gear, bro. Let's, uh, let's uh, we'll 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 see probably see each other again for full gear. Yeah, Start unless something comes up. up. I've I've slowly started to pay attention again to the E, only because uh-huh. Ro- 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 the Roman Reigns storylines are, are are pretty decent. There, there's a couple decent things going yeah. on. They're like, okay, so I'm paying attention again. I still fast forward through a lot, but I'm paying attention. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Or a couple months ago, I was like, I ain't watching shit. I don't, something came um, up that somebody's like, that, that segment was really good, so I watched it, and then, like, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I want to see what happens with Brock Lesnar and his man bun. You know, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll top eventually knot. get to something. Yeah, that top knot. Bro, that's a popular yeah. cut right now, honestly. That's a popular cut right now. I just. Dad, I is that a popular cut? Bro, tomorrow, just, is that uh, a popular cut? I mean, it's an undercut, technically. Yeah, so. but do a lot of yeah, do a lot of dudes wear it up there? Fucking trash bag handles, what that is. <laughs> when you fucking look wow. at that thing, it looks like a goddamn trash bag handle. All I'm right. personally not a fan of it, but, I mean, it is a thing. If you're asking me, is it a thing? Yes, it's a yeah, thing. Okay, is it so a popular I, thing? I mean... No, we're all done. Don't give me your Valerio Bubble Jumble talk at me. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike Bounce, uh, I, noticed, I noticed Mike Bounce, it's a, we're, yeah. we're, we're out. It's a... It's a Wrap it up. Yeah, it's all good. Kayfabe Culture is part of the Extraordinary Culture Podcast universe. You can email us at exocast at yahoo.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram at exoculture. We're on Facebook at exocult. We're on Twitter at exocultcast. You can listen to Extraordinary Culture or Kayfabe Culture on Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. You can YouTube Extraordinary Culture Podcast or you can ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. 